Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there and welcome back to another episode of the Manifest Podcast. If you have found yourself here for the very first time, then I am just so grateful that for some reason the universe has brought us together and I don't believe in coincidences, I believe in synchronicities. So there is obviously some level of alignment that brought you to this specific point in time. And of course, if you have listened to this show, all nearly 300 episodes of the Manifest podcast now, then welcome back. I am always so grateful to be able to spend this time with you. So today's topic is on overcoming self-sabotage. I get asked this question quite often actually about how to overcome self-sabotage, how to recognize it, what are the signs, and then how to take action to really learn how to get out of your own way. So here's what I want to ask you today. Do you ever find yourself getting in your own way when it comes to achieving your goals, manifesting your dreams, and ultimately living your best life? Do you struggle with procrastination, self-doubt, perhaps negative self-talk, or other self-sabotaging behaviors? If so, then please know that you are not alone because today we'll explore the topic of self-sabotage and share some really practical tips and strategies for how to overcome it. I'll be sharing some of the more common signs of self-sabotage, including procrastination, which I can really relate to, self-doubt and negative self-talk. So when you speak to yourself in a really mean way or when you uh, provide yourself with limitations that you don't see you're actually holding you back. So this is really important to learn how to identify your triggers so you could recognize when you're falling into old patterns. And like I said, you're not alone. We all go through this. So today we'll also talk about the importance of channeling, channeling, challenging your limiting beliefs and practicing self-compassion because it's all very well to you know, pull the plug on a good opportunity that you know is good for you just to say no to it. But what do you do beyond that? How do you show yourself compassion going, well, you know what? I said no. I'm okay with that. How do I make peace with the present moment? And so whether you're struggling with self-sabotage in your personal or even in your professional life, this episode is going to provide you with the tools and insights you need to break free from old patterns and start living your best life. So the very first thing to do when we are on this journey together is really recognize the signs of self-sabotage because self-sabotage can take many, many different forms, but some common signs include putting things off, moving dates, procrastination, self-doubt, always second-guessing yourself, 
negative self-talk saying, oh, I'm so stupid. Why can't I get anything right? Or I'm not good enough or fear of success or fear of failure or, and this one I can really relate to, perfectionism because you can't get it perfect because it's not going to be 100% the way that you envision it to be. You just give up because you think that perfectionism is the only standard to hold yourself at and when really in reality it's about just showing up and giving it a try giving it your best shot that you have or as they say in Australia have a go yeah have a go right so this is really where self-destructive patterns and behaviors like um, substance abuse for instance or even overeating can sneak in and we all have these almost I don't want to say all of us have them, only you can judge this. We all know personally and very intimately the shadow sides of ourselves that when we get triggered, we know what will happen in those moments when we are down. So you might be somebody that overspends or drinks too much or eats too much or sleeps too much or gossips too much or, you know, self-sabotages in terms of creating arguments just to manifest a distraction so that the focus isn't on you. You get really good at projecting. And I'm speaking from experience that you can get really good at projecting your fears and your um energy of concern onto other people without truly pointing it and turning it back to yourself and going, how can I recreate this situation to be for the highest good, the greatest good for the best level of consciousness? So really learn how to identify your triggers. Understanding what triggers your self-sabotage can really help you to recognize it before it really takes hold and takes you off course. Because Amazing things happen to you throughout the course of your life. You will be, and especially if you're listening to this podcast or you're even interested in the law of attraction, spirituality or manifestation, you know that you are calling in some incredible manifestations, some wonderful things, people, places and experiences. But what happens when your lack of worthiness cannot receive what is being manifested into your reality? That's when the triggers come up. I've had it happen myself. And just to give you a little bit of a, a, a uh, authentic peek behind the curtain, if you will, when I first started dating my husband, Sean, I had just come out of a 10-year marriage that was really dysfunctional and toxic. You guys know my story. I shared it on the Goldcast video that went viral, and it's been seen by over 80 million people around the world. And you can see in that video, in that talk that I did, I was a mess, even recalling the experiences that I went through throughout that time. And one thing that really motivated me to write my latest book called Be the Love was to take emotional responsibility, to take personal responsibility for my part in the dysfunction of that 10-year marriage and also to take radical responsibility for how I self-sabotaged and nearly, nearly pushed the love of my life away. And I don't say this lightly. It's really hard for me to talk about even now because we're, hmm, how do I put it? Only nearly three years into me stepping out of a really destructive cycle of self-sabotage. When I used to fight with my husband, Sean, the love of my life, my twin flame, my soulmate, I would get mean. I would 
almost get to the point of being verbally abusive. Actually, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I was, and there were times, and I write about this in Be The Love, that I was verbally abusive because I didn't realize the line, the boundaries. I just thought that if somebody hurts you and triggers you internally, that you lash out and you lash back and you lash out maybe 10 times harder. And I've always had this uh, awareness that I can go in for the kill. I'm a Scorpio. My husband's also a Scorpio. And we have a little sting in our tails when we're under some pressure. However, that is historical now. It is a thing of the past because I've been through a lot of therapy, a lot of intensive healing to realize that my unprocessed rage of going through a disempowering relationship for 10 years where it wasn't just verbal abuse, it was physical abuse, mutual physical abuse sometimes. We were, my first husband and I, it was explosive. I mean, it was, there wasn't, I don't even know how to paint the accurate picture of this. There were good times, yes. But when it was bad, it was very, very bad. And so fast forward to when I was a single mother living on welfare in Queensland, Australia, and I manifested the love of my life from the other side of the planet. I wasn't even really looking for love. I believe that I manifested Sean by default. I already I already knew and had had this awareness of Sean and he'd been in my dreams, literally in my dream world since I was 16 years old. And so when he landed in my life, when he manifested into my reality, he was so loving, so caring, so attentive. And of course, he was only 25 when we first met and I was 30 and he had a lot of uh, maturing to do. Of course he did, but he placed himself in a virtual war zone when it came to my emotional baggage. And I mean, we've been married for 10 years this year. We've been together this month. It will be 13 years since we first started dating. And we've known each other because we were friends online for a year. We've known each other for 14 years. We've been in each other's lives. And so when you are in a relationship and you want to make it work, you have to, you have to stick to some ground rules. You have to create some boundaries. And one very important thing is to let your partner love you. Allow yourself to receive that love, that care, that support. I remember, oh my goodness, when Lulu, our our daughter, uh, my third child, and Sean and my first child together, when Lulu was a newborn baby, I didn't know that I could ask Sean to take Lulu for the night to look after her because I'd never done that before. I didn't know it was a thing, so I had to let him take care of her. It was something that I wasn't used to in the dynamic of my first marriage because my, my first husband went to work every day, so he really needed to prioritize sleep to get up. And I just thought that that's what the woman did. The woman got up in the middle of the night and fed the baby, changed the baby. I didn't know that I could actually ask for some sleep if I needed it. So that was really step one, and I would self-sabotage. I would create and pick fights. Um, this was in the earlier stages of our relationship too. I would be mean. I would do so much projection of my the disowned parts of me. And so when I could identify those triggers, though, they changed and they even left. It has been a long time since I have had that level of intensity and self-sabotage to push Sean away because I don't want to. He is my best friend. He's the love of my life. We work together. We raise the kids together. We travel and have incredible adventures together. And 
I want him and I to be on the same page. I do not want to create discord or disharmony or distance. We're in this together. So I want to really contribute to the relationship rather than contaminating it. So I must have gotten to the point where I felt worthy enough to receive that love. There must have been a point. I can't tell you exactly when it was, but what I can tell you is that it was worth it to get out of my own way, to identify my triggers and say, and and learn the art of nonviolent communication when it comes to conflict resolution skills. So I was building a bridge of communication. I was showing up with self-compassion. I was showing up with curiosity. And this took a lot of therapy, a lot of coaching and guidance from mentors to get to this space. But I am so glad that we eventually got there. So uh, let's pick this back up again just after a few quick messages today from the podcast sponsor. Here is something that is a mind-blowing statistic, and that is that Americans spend an average of 90% of their time indoors. And according to the EPA, indoor air could be two to five times more polluted than outdoor air, and in some cases, it could be a hundred times more polluted. And according to the 2020 census report, nearly half of the population that's almost 165 million people, are living in areas with unhealthy levels of ozone or air pollution. And so we take about 20,000 breaths per day. That's almost 3,000 gallons of possibly polluted air, things like airborne allergens. And most common allergy triggers such as pollen or pet dander or dust mites and mold. So what's the solution? And this is where I'm so excited to introduce you to an air purifier that has captured the attention of established media outlets such as CNN, Money, ABC, and more. Air Doctor filters out dangerous contaminants and allergens so your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor uses an ultra HEPA filter that's been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested bacteria and viruses. Allergens can vary in size, but the average pollen size is about 25 microns. That's not to be confused with macrons, which are delicious. (laughs) Air Doctor virtually removes 100% of all the particles as small as 0.003 microns in size. Their classic Air Doctor 3000 purifier is powerful enough to circulate in the air of a 630 plus square foot room four times per hour. I'm telling you, this thing is incredible. I use it in my own home. We have over close to 5,000 square feet in our home and it keeps the air crisp and clean. And the best thing is that Air Doctor features whisper jet fans that are 30% quieter than the fans found in ordinary air purifiers. Air Doctor comes with no questions asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, then just send it back for a refund minus the the shipping. So head to airdoctorpro.com and use the promo code MANIFEST. And depending on the model, you'll receive up to 40% off. You'll be saving up to 40% off. So lock in this special offer right now by going to airdoctorpro.com and use the promo code MANIFEST. You deserve to breathe clean, healthy air into your lungs. Okay, so diving back into limiting beliefs and the ways in which we self-sabotage. 
So many forms of self-sabotage spend, well, they actually, not, they don't spend, they, they spend your energy for sure, but they stem from limiting beliefs we hold about ourselves and our abilities. And so it's important to identify and to challenge these beliefs and replace them with more positive and empowering ones. So for instance, I held the belief that I was not worthy of receiving love. So what did I do? I sabotaged a really good relationship. That doesn't mean the relationship has to end when you can see that. It means that you can start to show up, to nurture it, to contribute to the relationship so that it can flourish and thrive. And so really, really look back to your childhood and some limiting beliefs that were perhaps seeded by your parents or your community or the school you went to. How do you feel about money? Do you feel like you are worthy of limitless abundance? Do you feel like you are worthy of this incredible or inspiring relationship and partnership in your life? Um, Do you feel worthy enough to have a healthy body and to live in a state of vibrant health? So what I want you to do is really ask yourself, what are some of the, the ways in which you stop yourself from opening up to the field of infinite potential? Because you believe that you will never be aligned with a specific situation in your life, which you deem to be for other people and not you. You are worthy of love. You are worthy of limitless abundance. You are worthy of vibrant health. You are worthy of creating a life and your work of meaning, of purpose, of creativity and of joy. So really get committed to pushing past your limiting beliefs and watch what happens. And then practicing self-compassion because self-sabotage often arises from a place of self-criticism and self-blame. So that's really when our inner mean girl or mean boy or, you know, mean unicorn, whatever you want to call yourself, <laughs> that, that inner mean element of your consciousness. So practicing self-compassion can help you break this cycle and develop more of a positive and supportive relationship with yourself. Let's just say you do end up having a fight with the love of your life. Show yourself compassion. Try again. Take radical responsibility. Show up apologetically. I remember many years ago, my first meditation teacher, he said that one of the most powerful tools for your spiritual toolbox is to learn how to apologize because it shows humility. It shows a willingness to work with the most powerful teachers that we attract into our lives are often the ones that we don't agree with. And so when you learn how to apologize and take responsibility, you can show up with self-compassion and ease up on yourself. Don't be beating yourself up over things that have happened really get intentional about how you can show up next time and better equip your awareness with the tools that you need to navigate difficult situations, whether they are situations of communication conflict or disagreement or um, a breach of the boundaries. And I remember my mentor and dear friend, Scott DeMolin, who is the founder of Destiny Training And he's also in the Transformational Leadership Council. He's also the godfather to my kids. He told me once when we were working together that every upset is a rules upset. And if you think about it, it's true. So, you know, if somebody has bad table manners and you were raised (laughs) in a way to really respect the manners at the table, to show up with a sense of 
refined etiquette and then you get somebody that's like picking their feet or you know scratching in their ear and then breaking bread on the table and making crumbs and not aware of their physiology right that's going to be a rules upset that's going to ruffle some feathers and so you really you really want to make sure that you are showing yourself compassion if you do meet something that upsets you like that every upset is a rules upset there have been so many times in my career, I know I use a lot of professional professional references and also personal references, I, I rarely hold the things back that I know will be helpful. But in my career as a manifestation mentor, as a spiritual advisor, there have been times in my life where I've had and been presented with some incredible opportunities and I've said no to them. And I, I kick myself now. I really kick myself that I did say no. But then there are other times where I said no from a space of absolute worthiness and trusting that the timing would be right for that specific project to emerge again. When I landed my first book deal, my first big book deal, I should say back in 2018, and it was a joint a joint book deal, uh, a joint book deal between the publisher, HMH, which is now HarperCollins, and Audible.com, and it was I think two hundred and eighty-three thousand dollars. That was probably the most amount of revenue that I've generated for a single project uh, up to that date, anyway. And what was really fantastic about that is that all of the triggers came to the surface. I'm not good enough for this. I'm not worthy. I can't, you know, I'm writing a book on my life. Is it really worth that amount of money? Uh, You know, there were all of these limitations that came up of little Sarah that would hold herself back. And if you've read my latest book, Be the Love, uh, you'll know that there was a lot of self-worth issues that I had to rise above in order to open up and to receive massive amounts of expansion, conscious expansion around abundance around uh, being able to hold on to specific opportunities. And I've spoken about this on stages before, but the statistics are super high of the people that win the lottery, for instance. They usually lose all of their winnings within the first five years because they don't know how to hold on to the abundance that they have been blessed with. They haven't um, expanded their consciousness around money to the point that it could be sustainable, a sustainable energetic frequency for the rest of their lives. I mean, that's a huge statistic. And so when we can see that that is also a form of self-sabotage, shooting yourself in the foot, (laughs) um, pooping in your own nest, all of those kind of self-sabotaging behavioral patterns are normal. But what's not normal is not having the willingness to see what they are when they rise up, and then pushing forward regardless. Now, this does come with a caveat. If you are feeling that intuitive nudge of this is too good to be true, or this is extending me too much and I'm afraid of this, then perhaps leave it. If it's meant for you, it will manifest. Every manifestation is a process of alignment, of energetically aligning with what you want, and then allowing it to crystallize into your reality. Now, When it comes to self-sabotage, you need to set achievable goals. So setting realistic and achievable goals can help you avoid self-sabotage by giving you clear direction and a sense of purpose. If you just, um, what's the, the energetic equivalent of a base jumper, right? You know, those people that jump without a parachute or a safety net, 
There are a lot of people out there that do that when it comes to manifesting, thinking, I'm just going to throw caution to the wind, I'm going to show active faith, I'm going to put all of my eggs in the one basket, all of my chips on the table, and then guess what happens? It doesn't go in the way that they want it to. For a reason, it's a very powerful lesson when you do that, because you're not diversifying your energy enough. I speak about this a lot to my my clients, the people that I work with on a one-to-one basis, the energetic subtlety that happens when you are playing in this energetic realm. You have to be more aware of the subtle energetic frequencies as they unfold. And there are specific ways that you can manage them, that you can manipulate. Maybe manipulate's not the right word. It's definitely not the right word. Guide. When you guide your energy, manipulation sounds like it's a negative term, But it can also be used in like a sculpting way. You know, when you manipulate the clay, it's molding in your hands and the way that you guide it. That's what I was getting at. So when you consciously guide your energy in a specific way, not putting all your eggs in one basket, neutralizing your energy, being open to all possibilities, that is when you have the ultimate, the ultimate leverage to rise above self-sabotage. And then finally, take action. When you can identify self-sabotage, take action. The most important step in overcoming self-sabotage is to take inspired action. And this might mean getting to a space where you are willing to reach out for help or seeking professional support or simply taking small steps towards your goal every single day. Because living life on your own terms really is about being willing to see the energetic playing field. It's about being brave enough to see the ways in which you get in your own way, in which you are not ready to up-level yet and being brutally honest and truthful and not faking it till you make it or pretending that you're something that you're not just to align with what you want, but keeping in your mind's eye a very clear vision of how you want to feel. This, no, oh, this is a little sidestep here of something that's just coming through. So we live in this holographic universe and the way that visioning works is that you see it in your mind's eye and then you need to infiltrate that vision in your mind's eye with the feeling. The feeling is the light code that enforces and creates almost like a 3D printer what will eventually manifest into your reality. But you must see it and visualize it and feel it in your mind's eye first And then you catch up with that because we are ultimately always catching up with the internal visions that we've had in our mind's eye anyway. You listening to this podcast right now is catching up to the internal visualizations you've had in your mind's eye in the spiritual, non-physical realm. You doing whatever you're doing today. When you look around at what you have achieved in your life, what you have in your life, your loved ones, your career, your purpose, your creativity, your drive, your joy, it is all a previous manifestation of what you have envisioned and visualized in your mind previously. So remember to utilize this as a really powerful energetic tool for manifestation and I really hope that helps you on your path to overcoming self-sabotage. Thank you so much for being here with me today. As always, it is such a pleasure to spend this time with you. And until next time, happy manifesting.